Well, if you're ready for what God's going to do in this brand new year, go ahead and give him a good hand clap of praise. Wow. Well, ladies and gentlemen, today is a very unique day, and um, I'm going to do something that, uh, as you know, I do not normally do, and uh, I'm just going to flow in another direction. Whenever I come to you week after week, I come prepared. I don't come up here with nothing to say. I come prepared. But today, I really feel like, in a good way, the Holy Spirit has interrupted our regularly scheduled worship experience. And I want to make room for the Holy Spirit. And uh, there is something that I have asked some of our elders and pastors to do today, and I've given them some, some oil that represents the Holy Spirit. Before you walk out of here, I told them, I have prepared a confession, a prayer, that I want you to pray over families that want it. If you don't, that's fine, it's okay. But when I dismiss, I'm going to create some time and space for you and your family to receive a prayer before you step into this new year, this new decade. Um, there's, there's something I want to share with you that really the Holy Spirit this week, I believe, has just been convicting or convincing me of, really convicting me of, and I'm going to share that. But before I do, you know, I think I'm just going to flow here. And... Um, I'm going to ask you, Pastor Chris, I know that God has, um, I believe, laid a word on your heart for this house before we step into this new year. Just take a minute. Would you just speak this over this, um, over this beautiful group of people? Would you give Pastor Chris a good hand clap as he comes up here right now? Just share from your heart. Thank you, Pastor Ben. Um, yes, a little unusual flow today, but... I'm grateful for a pastor that is just sensitive to what God wants to do in a moment. You know, I feel like we're, we're closing out a decade. It's very significant for us as a church. If you look back over 10 years, your life, America, the world has changed drastically. I believe people that are sensitive to the spirit of God will hear what the spirit has to say. Many times that spirit comes through the local church your pastor, when he says things, it's not just into one ear in the natural. That's why Jesus said so many times, those that have an ear, let them hear what the spirit. And I hope that you perceive as a spiritual person what God is saying through your pastors. There's a voice within his voice that has guided me and my family into some unprecedented things that I never thought I would experience. But just for a moment, I want to speak this over you. Thank you, Pastor, for being sensitive. Going into this new decade, the decade of the 2020s, it's a new decade. I believe there's a few things that God wants to impress upon your heart and emphasize. The first one that I would say that I believe God wants to speak over you is to embrace the process. 
Many of us rail against the difficulty and challenges that come, whether it's through difficulty in church or in your work or in a marriage or in a relationship. And many times as the pain level rises, we want to check out. But God is saying in this new decade, if you want to walk into everything I have, you're going to have to learn to embrace the process. Jesus even said it. I don't want to do this. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours. And I prophesy over this year, over your life, that that will come out of your mouth more and more. God, I don't necessarily want to do this, but not my will. I trust you. And I speak that over you because you will walk into a new dimension of God's grace as you embrace process. Second thing I would say is this. And this really speaks to spiritual maturity, and I'm speaking to mature people. Our pastor has been laying a foundation for almost eight years now. A new language, the language of grace. It's the language that heaven speaks. It's an unforced rhythm. Trust and obey. Now, I don't obey like a little kid does where a dad has to school. I obey because I know my father is positioning me in the place of blessing. I know that it doesn't make sense when he asks me to do something in my natural mind that seems like it's a subtraction or a step back. But I'm just going to obey you, God. I think about Gideon, and this is a word for somebody in here, and this is just the last thought that I want to give you. God said, Gideon, you're a mighty warrior. The Midianites are taking over your country. I'm going to raise you up. You're going to deliver the people. Gideon says, okay, I need an army. Raises an army, 32,000 people. God looks, and by the way, that took months. Don't fast forward that. He had to go to nations and towns, and he had to go to different tribes and rally people, and a lot of work. Many of you worked real hard to get what you had, and even what you had in your hand at the end of this decade still isn't enough to accomplish what God's called you to. And God said to Gideon, you have too much. Hear me. Many of you are looking at what you have in your hand, and you're saying it's not enough. And God is saying, no, it's too much. Because you're going to live your, your life open-handed in this new decade. Where God said, it's not a matter of what you have in your hand, it's what you possess in your heart. God is saying in this season, trust and obey me. I'm going to lead you into the place of prosperity and blessing. But it ain't going to be in the way you think. God said, you got too many people. I only need 300. And here's where the last thought is. If you're writing this down, I would. Gideon had the opportunity to leave with all those thousands of people that left. But he didn't. You know what he did? Remained faithful. He said, God, I know you put a word in me. It doesn't matter if I leave everybody or if everybody leaves me. If I have nothing, I have you and that's enough. I'm going to stand my post. I'm going to sit here with this small little rabble of people, this little bit, these crumbs, this little bit of, that I make per hour or my little salary or these little friends. I, that, and we're going to still change the world? Okay, God, because I got a word from you. He remained faithful. And here's the last thought with faithfulness. Faithfulness. I know you're like, man, you just put work on me. I got to stay faithful. No, 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 no. Galatians 5 says faithfulness is a fruit of the spirit. This whole thing is rigged, y'all. In this new decade, if you could simply trust God on this journey of faith, he will make sure. Even when you are faithless, the Bible says he remains 
Even you throw a tantrum on the ground in the past decade. God, you took it from me. What else you want to And you're tantruming the whole time. God's like, I'm trying to position you under blessing. Take this person from me. God said they couldn't go with you. I had to remove. I had to separate. Just remain faithful in this new decade, church. This is a word, and I hope that you understand that we're trying to move you from saving grace to empowering grace because saving grace is all about what you left. You ain't hearing me. Saving grace is about what you left. I left something. God saved you from something, did he not? Sin, where is your sting? Death, where is your sting? He saved you from something. But that is not all that the kingdom was about. The kingdom wasn't about a death to something. The kingdom was about a resurrection and overcoming life. And in this season, in 2020, our pastors are trying to show you, you have resurrection life on the inside of you. Remain faithful. He's going to walk you through this. So would you raise one of your hands and let me just declare this over you. Father, I declare over this church, over this people, who you have designated to be a city on a hill, a light to nations, a new covenant, a drink of fresh water to those that are thirsty. I thank you, Father, for increase in every way as we obey you, as we trust and obey, as we hear your voice within the voice of our pastor, and we step out in ways that we've never stepped out. I thank you, your position in us in uncommon and unusual blessing in this new decade. And we believe it and we receive it. Church, and if you receive it, come on, clap your hands and give God some praise. Don't y'all wish I preached that fast? How many of you believe and receive that word today? That's a word, man. Wow. So it's kind of just like a little tag team day. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, that is strong. Don't miss that. Moving from saving grace to empowering grace. What a theme this year. And now I want to talk to you for just a moment about really what the Holy Spirit's been doing in me the last few days. There's really been some, I think, convincing going on, conviction going on in me. And um, I, I want to just declare this over you today and, and say this. You know, God said it to Moses, but I want to say it to you today. Uh, Exodus 3.14, God said to Moses this. He said, I am who I am. I am who I am. Now, some of you are saying, why are you, why are you declaring that over me? Whatever your challenge is today or whatever you're looking at moving into this new year, this new decade. Maybe it's physical. I don't know. Maybe it is emotional. Maybe it is financial. The great I am declares over you. I am what you need me to be. Don't miss this. I am what you need me to be. Do you need healing? Here's what I am says today. He says, I am your health. I am your healing. 
don't you miss this. It's not that he's saying, I have it for you. He's saying, that's what I am to you. Okay? Uh, I don't know, are, are you groping, some of you groping in the dark, not knowing what to do? Listen to the I am today. Because he's saying this, I am. You're groping in the dark. I am the light. I'll order your steps. For some of you stepping into this new year, you don't know what your steps should be. Listen to me. The Bible says the steps of the righteous are already ordered by the Lord. I am the light. I'll light your path. Some of you are looking for a way out of a bad situation right now. Listen to I am. He says, I am your deliverer. I am your deliverer. Stop looking everywhere else. I am your deliverer. One of my wife's favorite chapters in the Bible, Psalm 18, I am your deliverer. I'll reach down from on high, take hold of your hand, draw you out of deep waters. Some of you, I'm going to be very honest with you, you're afraid. There's a lot of fear. And some of you are afraid right now. You're fearful of what's ahead of you. But today I want you to hear, I am. Because I am says this to you today. I am your good shepherd. And I lead you on the right path. And in me, you lack nothing. And the Spirit says to you today, do not be afraid of the problems you face. The great I am declares, fear not, for I am to you what you need me to be. As a matter of fact, he says this to you today, I am enough. I am enough for you every day of every week of every month this new year. As a matter of fact, let that just sink in right now. Let that sink into your heart right now. As a matter of fact, take one of your hands, set it right here on your heart. Let that sink in. Let I am just speak to your heart right now. I know this is a unique day. I know that this isn't what we normally do, but let that reality just sink in right now. I believe the Lord's ministering to your heart right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe and receive right now. I believe and I receive. You are the great I am. You are enough. Say that. Say, you're enough, Lord. You are enough. You are enough. There, there's a, a story in the Old Testament. This is a word for you. There's a story in the Old Testament about God giving bread to his people. But there was a catch. And the catch was this, that, that they couldn't, store it and they could not save it for the next day instead they had to trust that he'd provide new bread each day watch this they had to trust that he was enough for today they had to trust that he was enough for today 
And the same is true for us. Church, hear me. God wants to meet our needs in each moment. And we can't expect to live off of the way that he met a need in 2019. I hear the Spirit of God saying he is inviting us to trust him every moment of every day to meet every need in 2020. But we have to make a choice. We have to make a choice. We are one choice away from trusting him to meet our needs. Did you know, church, that every time we come to a moment like this where you have the opportunity to give is an act of trust you are a choice away from trusting God to meet your needs. The other option is what? And this is where many of us have lived, and this is why we're tired and worn out and beat up. You can trust this year that he is enough, or you can keep trying, trying in your own effort, trying to meet your own needs through what? Through people, through things, through activities, through schemes, through hustling, through strategies, whatever. But how many of you know those resources will not last? And don't miss this. Because I said this last week. You've got to give God an opportunity to bless you. Pastor Chris said it a moment ago. As you trust and obey this year, I don't care what goes on in the world's economy. As a matter of fact, I don't even know what's going to happen. Neither do you. Nobody does. And there is great opportunity of what you look at and what you see and what you hear. There is great opportunity to be afraid. But church, I've got to remind you every time we gather that we do not live by this world's economy. We live by God's economy. And God's economy is not like the world's economy. And when the world says, hoard everything, God says, give. It's another opportunity to trust. I don't know how it works, but God says it works. We say, I need 100% of what I got. God says, you give me the first, I'll take what's left, bless what's left, and you'll live better than you would on everything. Are y'all getting this? And don't you miss this. When you give, that's when you are demonstrating trust in God. When you give, that's when you are finally leaning on Him as your source of everything. When you give, you are saying, God, you are enough. Because what I hold in my little hand does not look like enough. Watch this. But when I give what I've got in my hand, I'm saying I trust that you are enough. And if you believe he's enough for you this year, clap your hands and give God praise. There is a confession that God gave me this week, and I wrote it down yesterday, and I actually sent it to the team here, and I said, all of January, all of February, and all of March, I said, when we come to this moment as a church, we are going to open our mouth and begin to make declarations. Here's where God's been convicting me, okay? I have been living 
way below God's standard in limiting what he wants to do in my life. And the fact of the matter is, if I've been living there, many of you have been living there. Way below God's standard and limiting what he wants to do in your life. And here's what the Holy Spirit's been dealing with me over the last week, and it's this. What we think and what we say is what's going to direct the course of our life this next year this next decade what we're thinking about and what we're talking about what we're thinking about and what we are talking about and if we want to take the limits off God this is not a trick question with a show of hands how many of you are ready to take the limits off of God come on and 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 that's not Ben Daly saying that the Bible says that they speaking of Israel limited the Holy One they limited God, it says, because of their unbelief. He's the limitless one. How do you limit God? Your unbelief. And if we want to take the limits off God, we need to change our mind. Listen to me. And we've got to change our mouth. Please hear this. And this is going to take some growing up for some of us. When you really stop and think about what you are thinking about every day, when you stop for a moment and listen to what you are saying every day, do you know what I've realized? We are thinking and saying everything that contradicts God's opinion of us. What God believes true about this church, what God believes true about you, what God believes true about your family, what God believes true about your children, what God believes true about your business, what God believes true about your future. We are thinking and we are speaking what contradicts what God believes true. And I'm telling you, when we change our thinking and start, and start uh, believing differently and when we change our speaking and start talking differently, you better hear me. We are going to see the supernatural power of God. Do you believe that, church? But what I'm telling you takes work. It takes work to get a Bible and begin to read it and get God's opinion. It takes work to get up and get yourself dressed and bring your family to a place like this to hear the gospel week after week. It takes work to get involved and connect. It takes work to give. It takes work to go. Let me tell you something. It takes work, but watch this. He says, you're going to work out, church, what I've already worked in you. So here's what's awesome. The one who gives you the will and the power, the will to do it and the power to do it is the one who's living his life in and through you. And so we're going to make a decision today that we're going to begin to change our mind. And do you know what this is called right here? What this is called right here? What this is called the battle in your mind. This right here is where the fight of faith happens. 
We're not wrestling flesh and blood out here somewhere. The battle is right here. This is where the fight is every day. The fight is, what are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what you see right now in the natural? Are you going to believe what you hear right now in the natural? Are you going to believe what you feel right now in the natural? Or are you going to, be, are you going to begin to see, hear, and feel what God believes, sees, and feels? That's called the good fight of faith. Oh, by the way, it is a good fight, but it is a fight. And I have to make a decision every day, a choice. What am I going to believe? No, I have to make the decision. See, some of you think when I get up here and talk to you, you think it's one way. You think I'm standing here just talking to you. No, most of the time, I'm trying to encourage myself. I wish some of you would start preaching to yourself. Start reminding yourself of the good news. Start reminding yourself who you truly are. Start reminding yourself what God believes. Are y'all getting this? Instead of what? All of the negative and all of the fear and torment and all of the confusion and, and all the stuff that you've believed about yourself and all this stuff. And we wonder why our lives are a wreck. It's time to change what we think and what we say. And watch, you'll never change what you're saying until you change what you're thinking. You'll never change what you're doing until you change what you're believing. So I told the team for the next, for the next three months, we are going to open our mouth and we're going to begin to make declarations. In 2020, I'm, I'm, I'm doing what I've called a giver's confession and every time we come to this moment, here's what I'm declaring. Now listen, don't say it. Don't say this. I'm saying it. You're going to say it in a moment. But for January, February, and March, and I'm not going to let up, whenever we get together and it's, well, time to choose. Am I going to trust or am I going to try? Those that trust are going to open their mouth and begin to declare some things. We are not going to step into a new year saying, well, I don't know what's going to happen to the economy, and I don't know what's going to happen in the world, and, and I don't know if we're going to make it, and we better hoard everything, we better, we better store up everything, we better hide, and we better be afraid. And, and, and No, 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 no. Let the world do what the world's going to do. But let the believer believe. As I give today to the ongoing ministry of my church, I'm opening my mouth and I believe the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessings and increase.
Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs in 2020. Did you hear yourself a moment ago say it's already done? Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs in 2020 that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of grace. In Jesus' name, amen. After you make the declaration, all you do now, stop begging and start thanking him for it. I have spent years telling you that you are not slaves. You are sons and daughters. Slaves have to be told what to do. Don't miss this. But sons and daughters are led by the Spirit of God. They listen to their father. And they respond. Write these three things down. You are not beggars. You are kings. Now write these three things down. And I'm going to start it with a question. The Bible says that you reign in life. You are kings. So let me ask you a question. Do beggars make declarations? No. Kings do. Stop begging for money this year because money's not in heaven. Money's in the earth. Number one, kings, claim what you need. Claim what you need. That means you've got to open up your mouth and say, I claim in the name of Jesus. And I don't know what you need. Everyone in this room says they got different needs, but some of you in here every day, God, I claim today in the name of Jesus, I need whatever, $5,000 this month. I don't know what you need. God, I claim in the name of Jesus. I claim that money right now in Jesus' name. Now watch this. After you claim it, two, Say this. Hey, Satan, get your hands off of what's mine. Stop holding up what's mine. In the name of Jesus. Number one, claim what you need. Number two, Satan, you better get your hands off of what's mine. And then watch this. Number three. Hey, kings, how many of you know you have ministering spirits? Have you ever heard the Bible talk about angels? Number three, in the name of Jesus, I send ministering spirits to go get what I need. In the name of Jesus. And after you do that, you start thanking him. Well, what if, what if tomorrow you don't see what you need? What are you going to do? Are you going to start going, oh God, oh God. Look at what's happening. What, what you, what, what's happening? You're opening your mouth and now what are you speaking? Oh God, what am I going to do? What are we going to, is that faith? What is that? Huh? Fear. Did you know what I just did? That sounds like most of you. Oh God. 
When that feeling comes on you, don't you be controlled by that feeling. You stand up in faith and start thanking God that it's already done. No, I've already claimed it in the name of Jesus. I've already rebuked the devourer, and in the name of Jesus, I've sent ministering spirits to bring it in. I am a king. I don't beg. I make declarations, and I know that my God will supply all my needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. Not my riches, his riches, and if you know that he's more than enough, clap your hands and give God praise right now. Come on. Because only givers trust God. I put together a confession that we're going to pray over your family before you step into the new year. May this be a different year for this house and for you. A different kind of year operating in a different kind of faith. Lord, you know what I've claimed and you know that I've rebuked the devourer and you know that I've sent ministering angels and I thank you Jesus you are enough and right now with that revelation I want every one of you to close this year out we're going to change our mind we're going to change our mouth and we're going to trust you God I want every one of you lower floor upper tier prepare your generosity right now and we're going to make this confession together. And then we're going to pray over you before you step into this new year. Hosts, thank you for coming forward. Thank you for serving the people. There's a few ways that you can give today. You can use that app. I hope you've downloaded the app. All of us are moving to the app. It's going to be a real tool in 2020 for where we're going. Text to give. Thank you. But we're moving to online giving. That's the greatest way for a church to build and move forward is setting up your reoccurring giving on online giving or you can use an envelope cash check card I know today was a unique day it's kind of the end of the year so honored today to have some of our GCCM pastors and friends who are here who pastor in Graham Texas we're honored that you're here and um, church thank you we come to the end of this year and we can say this. I may not always know how, but looking back over 2019, God, you've been faithful. You have been faithful. Thank you, Jesus. And so, Lord, I thank you now. We've come to this moment to worship you. We're going to dedicate the first month on Wednesday night to pray together and to begin to claim and declare some things. And prophesy some things. We're going to worship like we've never worshipped before. And we're going to give like we've never given before. And we're going to trust you. Like we've never trusted you before. And we're going to walk in a confidence that we've never walked in before. And what Pastor Chris declared. We're going to embrace the process. We're going to trust and obey. And we're going to be faithful. We're going to be faithful. In this moment, we're going to be faithful. And we thank you and give you praise in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give to the Lord right now.